All right, welcome back. Another episode of the Soccer Academy. Corey Shaving joining me yet again. Corey, I think the biggest news of the weekend that we have to talk about, especially because it involved our two teams, uh, was the protest by Manchester United fans that ended up postponing the game against Liverpool. Um, surely soccer fans have all seen the videos by now of Manchester United fans getting inside the stadium um, and protesting, lighting flares. Some idiots were destructive and destroyed camera equipment for some of the TV crews, but you know, you'll have that with any protest. You'll have some idiots, but mostly I thought it was, it was a peaceful protest and it very much got the point across. Yeah. Uh, if you don't really know what's going on with Man U and their uh, ownership, I think you do now. Uh, it's uh, This all stems from the Super League that we talked about a couple weeks ago. And really, I think what it is is just they want a different ownership in. Uh, they're tired of the Glazers. Uh, they're American-owned. And I think it just comes down to they're tired of it. They don't want the same ownership in there anymore. Uh, the Glazers have never really tried to connect with the fans either. And I think that's kind of showing right now. And I think the Glazers will be the first of many of these Super League owners to kind of start selling the teams or moving out in some way or another. I will say, I think to say that Man U, ever since the Glazers took over, has grossly mismanaged like money in the squad, I think is an understatement. Yeah. Um, so they have took on a huge debt to even buy the club, which gave Manchester United insane amounts of debt. They're not even paying that debt off themselves. They're using the Manchester United profits to slowly yeah. try and pay that off. But, oh, wait, uh, there's a pandemic. That kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also – it's just – they're like other Premier League owners who they don't really understand the team's past and history in their community. Um, it's I think it's fair to say that Man U haven't really recruited the top-tier players that Man U is expected to be able to recruit in recent years under their ownership. It's a whole mixed bag of things, and I think the Super League was just like the match that lit it all um, yeah. from my perspective. And I, I, I think that, yeah, you're right. Like Arsenal fans have had cronky out protests, but they didn't. They weren't as many fans or to the level of what we saw in Manchester United, where there was thousands of people outside and inside Old Trafford mm-hmm. in scenes that. I, I posted on my Facebook for American fans. That's like the Yankees fans storming Yankee Stadium before a game against the Red Sox because they're unhappy with ownership or Packers fans storming Lambeau Field. Uh, it might be a better term. It might be better to use Bears Stadium because yeah. Packers are fan owned. But yeah. um, the it's like Bears fans storming Soldier Field before a game against the Packers because they're upset with their fans. So or their owners, excuse me. So it, it was just the match that lit it all. And it was crazy scenes to just see. I thought the game was going to go on just a little later because it yeah, seemed like people too. had dispersed and the police had dispersed the crowd. Um, but they ended up postponing the game. They haven't named a, they haven't gave given a date yet. So we don't know when Manchester United and Liverpool yeah. are going to play. Um, but uh, it, it's, personally i don't i want your opinion on this personally for me i didn't care the game was postponed because it was for this reason yeah uh protests are always one of those things where it's always good that people are going out and 
saying what they want. Like they're saying, we want them out in a peaceful uh, way. In a peaceful way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's always it's good for it to be peaceful, and then sometimes they can get a little out of hand. But in this situation, I'm I'm pretty okay with it. Um, I think that, like you said, this is just the match that kind of lit everything up, and I think this will be a slow burning fire for the Glazers. Either I think they at this point they have to sell. Um, the director, what is it? Is it the director of football, uh, Ed Woodward? Yeah, I can't, uh, yeah. He already we'll said it. they yeah, name it yeah, a lot of different. Yeah, things, it's a lot we'll go with that. Things. Yeah, <laughs> basically, we'll say for the American fans, like the GM, the general manager. Yeah. Uh, he already said he was going to resign probably after the season. So I think you will start seeing the Glazers and Woodward out and. I woke up, you texted me, said, what is going on at Old Trafford? And I thought I had missed the game. I was like, oh, we're probably down 3-0 already. But, <laughs> and then I went on to Twitter and I saw all these protests and I was just engrossed in it. And then as I kept watching, I was kind of more of understanding of the fans. And I I don't know if I would personally like break into Old Trafford and protest, but I would I think I'd probably be on the uh, outside of Old Trafford yeah. protesting with them. So uh, in this one of the few cases, I think this is all right. It was like you said, mostly peaceful for the most part. So I'm okay with it, and hopefully they can continue to spread the word of what they want. The reason I'm I'm not mad about the postponement. Obviously, I wanted the game to happen. It's Liverpool. It's it's Man U. One of the biggest games mm-hmm. in the Premier League every year. Um, and I was excited to be like, you know, we're past the Super League. We're playing each other in the Premier League. That's what I said to you. I was like, it's just good to be playing each other. Um, I don't mind that the game got postponed because this really shows to those owners that tried the Super League if we're going to do this at the threat of you joining something like this, imagine what the fans are going to do. If you actually try and go through with it, it's going to be 10 times worse. And it's just adds another, we cannot try. We can't do this again. No. We can't. No, so it's... Um, anything that happens in these coming weeks that prevents further action towards the super league, it, it makes me, um, it, 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 it'll all be fine with me because you have to show whether it is punishment from the Premier League, from the governments, whatever. Uh, you got to show that it's not acceptable. Some clubs, I think it might have been Manchester United, even said, We saw that this will never work. So we know that yeah. we can't ever try this. So um, I, I was okay with the postponement. I'll watch the game whenever it gets rescheduled, whatever. Um, I'm happy that the the fans realize the power they have. Again, if it's done peacefully um, and and your voice is heard that way, I got to give credit to NBC SN. They were getting a lot of flack because they were breaking into the Arsenal and uh, I think they were playing Newcastle, Arsenal-Newcastle game to show. Yeah, it was Arsenal-Newcastle. Showing coverage of this, they had the side-by-side going on and some Arsenal fans were mad because they're like, well, I don't care about Manchester United. And I'm like, well, this is bigger. Than... Yeah, no one really cares about Arsenal and Newcastle, to be fair. Yeah. To be, fair to be quite so... honest, both of those teams' positions <laughs> yeah. are pretty solidified. So I personally yeah. had more interest in the people that were inside Old Trafford. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the clip to just bring some light to this, some absolute humor. <laughs> the guy that got on top of the net and then someone – hit someone shot a ball into the net 
and he fell from the top onto his face. I did not see that. Um, no. I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. Or post uh, it, I saw one. It was great. I saw one TikTok. I can't remember who made it. He started doing the starting lineups for Manchester. He's like De Gea in goal with Basaka at right back, Maguire at center back. Uh, we have Dave at center back, Sherry at left back, and some random guy who broke in at center mid. It was so funny. You just <laughs> yeah, did a bunch of just random people. It was so funny. There was some great. There was some great memes yeah. made out of it. But on it, it brought worldwide attention, and that's what yeah. they wanted. And that's what they got. So um, <laughs> I don't know if the, where the Glazers go from here. I don't either. So um, I think it's pretty clear that they'll never be accepted as owners again. Just like, Mm-mm. just like Stan Kroenke won't be at Arsenal, and I don't think Fenway Sports Group will ever be accepted as Liverpool owners. So, um, yeah, I, I I think that we'll, we can pretty much leave it at that. And yeah, uh, it's we'll see when the game gets rescheduled, and then we can. We can postpone our discussion on that game for another day. Yes, that is Um, all right. So, and then I wanted to talk about Americans absolutely tearing it up this weekend. Uh, American soccer haters are down really bad right now. They don't really know what to do with themselves because we have 18, 19 year olds, 20 year olds tearing it up across Europe, even here in the United States. Uh, Let's start with, I'll start with Brendan Aronson on Salzburg scored in the cup final in Austria for American manager, Jesse Marsh, and they won three zero. So guess what? That's another American with a trophy. That's an American manager with a trophy and they're Mm going to win if they haven't already secured the Austrian league title. So incredible work by them. And I think Brendan Aronson is very close to solidifying himself in a starting 11 for the U S uh note on that jesse marsh actually did just accept the red bull leipzig uh in the bundesliga so i i would all but solidify brandon aronson probably going to leipzig in the german league but yeah that is a great move for jesse marsh and aronson and future americans really but yeah i think aronson i I think within probably the next year or maybe the summer's gold cup, I think you'll probably start seeing him solidify a starting spot in the United States. Uh, It's already a pretty packed midfield, which is kind of the problem. But if that just gives us that much more depth on the team, I'm a hundred percent. Okay with that. Yeah. You, you have another guy, even if he doesn't start, he's a, he could be a great sub. Yeah. He could um, obviously he could start if someone gets injured or if he's just good enough. Yeah, I think he's very well on his way to just being good enough. Yeah, I mean, if he's better than uh, Tyler Adams, then, I mean, do what you have I to like, do. Just personally, I like I like Adams and more of the holding midfielder role. Yeah, I do. And having a guy like Brendan Aronson be able to go forward and help in the attack. But, of course, we'll see how that works for Greg Berhalter. Um, yeah, he plays a little bit different. Up making the decision. Yeah. So, um, we'll go from that to another Red Bull product kind of uh Caden Clark mm-hmm. in MLS only scores bangers uh yeah that's for <laughs> every sure every time every time he scores he's 17 years old he's still in high school and he's playing in the MLS in MLS so and he scored this week uh looked incredible and they won 2-0 against the Chicago Fire what more can you say about this guy? He's well on his way to Leipzig too uh from all the reports being seen from there at least 
to Salzburg. Probably he might even go straight to Leipzig from reports yeah. I've seen. So we could very well have three Americans at Leipzig in the next year. Yeah, I, and I kind of hope he, he does move. Uh, I think he's right there with Aronson. Of if he gets some European playing time and some flair in his game, I think he could probably crack the top 11-2. Maybe not this yeah. year or the next, but, I it's, mean, he's uh, only 17. So he's, what, a junior in high school? Yeah, it's or maybe his senior year, but either yeah. way um, – he is, and he since he's only seventeen, Aronson's a little bit older, but Caden Clark only being seventeen and doing just, the things yeah. he does, um, it's we we've never seen an, an era like this for American soccer players where you have guys like Caden Clark just coming in and contributing a winning level to the New York Red Bulls, and then someone that a lot of people may have seen coming if you followed the earthquakes. Someone I did not see coming is Cade Cowell. Oh my god, this guy! Yeah, he's got. I, I I'm gonna get my numbers mixed up, but it's either two goals and three assists through three games, or three goals and two assists. But he's incredible. Um, I'm gonna look up my numbers now and, and check that. But he has been absolutely incredible for the Earthquakes. He's played some incredible. He had an incredible two weeks ago. Outside the foot through ball that led to a goal for the yeah, earthquake. That's beautiful, beautiful. He scored and had an assist this week. Uh, he, this guy is must watch. Um, and mu- much like Clark, he's only 17 years old and he's not going to be 18 until October. He was born in 2003. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so makes me feel old. Yeah. So <laughs> he has, he's been great and he's must watch. Uh, yeah they both are which is exciting for usa fans just to just to know that we have some 17 year olds who are probably already better than 25 year olds playing in leagues for five years now so yeah yeah, it's exciting and i hope that they either continue to progress in the mls or if they have to move to europe yeah he's got it's two goals and three assists through three games yeah so I mean, There's people debating right now. now immediately. Um, they're like, where does he fit into a number nine role for the U.S. men's national <sighs> team? And because I think Daryl DK has very clearly shown that he will be, should be top dog starting out. Yeah. Um, this in the, gold in cup. The gold yeah. cup. I, it, everyone, I think, is on board with Daryl DK should be the guy. Cade Cowell should get a call up. I'll say that it yeah. sucks that there's no Olympics for someone like him to go to because, and it sucks by the way that he wasn't even there at the Olympic qualifying because gosh, Cade and Caden up top, mm. maybe could have scored some goals yeah, <laughs> against sure. Honduras and, and done a little more. So um, gosh, th- he's incredible. He's very fun to watch. And he's, he's, he's also got an ability to be more physical, which, you know, we kind of need. So it's, it's incredible what we're seeing. And that's not even mentioning, let's go to another American, Gio Reyna scored twice for Dortmund in their German Cup semifinal. Um, so that means with Leipzig and Dortmund meeting in that final, either Tyler Adams or Gio Reyna is going to win a trophy. So yeah. it'll add to the American trophy cabinet that we've been seeing build up this year. Yeah, it's been crazy. And there's some that we ha- aren't even going to talk about, and I cannot think of their names right now. But, yeah, there's even more 
uh, you Americans who have won trophies. And it's just, I think it's the start of something amazing for us. And let's hope it keeps going. Uh, Zach Steffen, he was another trophy winner, FA Cup. Started and won the League Cup. League Cup, yeah, FA Cup, yeah. Um, And then obviously, last but not least, on the biggest stage in the world, Christian Pulisic scored their only goal, Chelsea's only goal against Real Madrid, a very important away goal yep. heading into the second leg. So it's uh, – it, by the way, I, I'm sure people saw that goal because anyone on any portion of American soccer Twitter posted that um, <laughs> and retweeted it. But he – I don't know where Real Madrid's defense went. <laughs> I don't I, know. It was, I watched it, yeah. The goalie was playing – Courtois ended up playing like center back and the two center backs slid back into goal. I don't know. It was weird. It was yeah. really weird what happened. Yeah. Either I was, way, Christian I was able to watch that Courtois, game. So. Yeah, I was able to watch that game. And well, the first half especially. And it was it, he was the best player on the field. I it just his want. He almost looks like he just wants the ball every time. Yeah. He just wants the ball to go up and counter or to start the attack. It is crazy. Him and uh and Goldo Conte were probably the Conte two best players. Everywhere, yeah. all the and time. <laughs> Werner or not Werner, uh, Pulisic probably should have had another assist or goal if Timo Werner wasn't. Yeah, Timo Werner wasn't this year. Timo, yeah, yeah, uh, which is unfortunate for Pulisic, but that's just how it, how it goes. But yeah, he was by my standards, he was the best player on the field, and he had to get subbed off right at halftime or a little bit after because of a yellow card but yeah uh, i think if he would have played the entire match he would have got player of the match hands down yeah he he's just he's always been so direct yeah you see some of these players that want to like play with it and, and send it out wide or back whenever they don't need to pulisic always has just is one to just take the ball and try to dribble right into right through a defense and towards the goal which like a team like Chelsea needs sometimes um or any team really needs it sometimes a guy that can just take it maybe get around a defender and just create a space like we see him do all the time because when you create that space and creates havoc in the defense then they're trying to recover and you don't know what to do and Pulisic creates all that whether he gets the assist or the goal or not he creates things like that so it's incredible to see him performing at the highest, highest level. And I, I tell you what, if Thomas Tuchel somehow gets fired and another manager comes in and Pulisic has to prove himself for a third time at Chelsea to a new manager, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely lose my mind because he had to do it under Lampard. Lampard was like, I'm going to bring you off the bench to start, um, Pulisic played so well, you can't keep him out of the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Thomas Tuchel, when he came in, said, I know how good Christian can play in 30 minutes. That's why I bring him off the bench, which is just BS, by the way, as to why he was trying to keep him on the bench. Um, so, and then he proves himself under Tuchel, scores important goals, creates chances. Now Tuchel can't keep him out of the starting lineup in big games. If a third manager comes into Chelsea, which is very possible in Pulisic's tenure there because they crank through managers like no other team in the world. If another manager comes in and Pulisic has to prove himself yet again, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. um, It's just crazy how 
I don't know what it is. Like, do you would think even when Lampard left, uh, Pulisic was playing some of the best soccer that he's ever played. And then all of a sudden we get a, they get a new manager and he's sent to the bench. He I think he played like played in five of Tuchel's like first 10 games. I think three of them yeah. were like subs. So I just don't get why we get a new or they get a new manager and all of a sudden he has to prove himself. I think it should be the Jorginho's or the Kovacic's or anyone else on that team not maybe even yeah. in Conte like they have to prove themselves but and don't worry um Timo Werner gets chance after chance to prove himself yeah. as a striker and uh it's it's easy to say it's because well Timo Werner is German Christian Pulisic's American so um two different ends of the typical spectrum there but how many times do you have to see Timo Werner miss an open net or a 75% open net before you say, which he's made the change recently that Kai Havertz has been playing up top. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think Pulisic and Mount in that two attacking midfielder role, it works incredibly well, I think. And it doesn't work as well without Pulisic. Yeah. Another thing to look at is that Chelsea has four, three, three or four great cams. Like you just said, Mason Mount, uh, they have uh, Hakeem Zayek and yep. uh, Kai Havertz. I mean, and he's out playing, I would probably argue, all three of them. And Mason yeah. Mount has had uh, one hell of a year. Mason Mount's been incredible. Yeah, he so. might be on the team of the season at the end of the year. And it's just – and yet Pulisic is still out playing him, but still has to prove himself. I, I don't know if it's an American stereotype, if it's his how young he is. I don't know what it is or why he has to go through it, but – as long as he keeps playing the way he is and proves them wrong, then I'm okay with it. Uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword, too, because whenever you give Pulisic that motivation of, okay, I guess I have to prove to you that you can't leave me out of the starting lineup, <laughs> then he has historically <laughs> come in and shown why you can't leave him out of the starting lineup. So um, it's it's been incredible to watch, and hopefully I'm rooting for Chelsea to beat Real Madrid in the semifinal or a, some Pulisic goals. A Pulisic goal in the Champions League final would be incredible. Um, the so game-winning goal would be – That's uh, uh, Yeah, that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially if they end up playing Man City. So, by the way, if, uh, if Chelsea and Man City end up playing in the Champions League final, which is what it looks like, but you never know in Champions League, uh, especially with Mbappe possibly out for PSG um, – it looks like it's going to be Man City and Chelsea, and that means we're going to have an American hoisting the Champions League trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, so that's another one in the uh, trophy cabinet. So the biggest one. Yeah, the biggest one. One of the so, yeah. Um, not a whole lot score wise to talk about um, this weekend overseas. Oh, uh, Inter Milan won Serie A. Yeah. I'll throw that out there. Ended Juventus's uh, nine or ten year streak. If they don't make Champions League, Ronaldo's gone, I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, he'll be first flight out of Tehran. Yeah, so that Manchester City beat Crystal Palace as expected. Not a, not a whole lot. Like uh, The biggest one was Man United and Liverpool, but we talked about how that was postponed. Tottenham won 4-0 against Sheffield. Gareth Bale hat trick, turning back the clock. Yeah. Um, so props to them, I guess. Um, 
they're they've pretty much solidified their spot in the table too. Yeah. Um, MLS wise, got to give a shout out to the New England Revolution. They look like if I could go back and change my pick, which I won't. I had the Columbus Crew making it out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, knee jerk reaction to the first three weeks of the season, I would probably change it to the New England Revolution because I was watching them against Atlanta, and they're incredible. They are they are very good. So yeah. props under. To under Bruce Arena, uh, it's – I mean, any team will probably do well. Uh, Bruce yeah. Arena is one of the best coaches in the MLS. So, uh, kind of a surprise early on. But then again, you look at who's coaching them and who they have, and you say, ah. Arle Steel is yeah. incredible. He, he is good. He pulls all the strings for that team. Yeah. I was watching um, – admittedly in the past i haven't watched a ton of the revolution i I started watching some of them last year because they started making some noise in the playoffs and everything um every time they had a free kick where a cross could be sent in by him or a ball into the box it found the head or the foot of one of his teammates every single time which is (laughs) which a lot of players around the world can't do um so i would give huge props to him um if he plays like that the rest of the year what i saw this weekend he is my front runner for mvp he uh, he looked incredible um if if he stays healthy and and plays like that which might be a high bar to set because um it was he was undoubtedly the best player on the field yeah so and then shout out to austin fc they won their uh, game against minnesota so now they won two of their first three games in existence there we go good start from i will say though my uh pick preseason pick was seattle sanders and i will wholeheartedly stand by that i watched him play la galaxy last night and the first half it was all sanders they had two goals early and it was just an absolute domination by him in the first half second half they got a little shaky galaxy started making some runs and getting some pretty good shots off but I think they ended up winning 3-0. But uh, our good friend, Unite to Watch, Mr. Vincent, uh, actually said uh, – he tweeted out saying, so Seattle is still this good, huh? I said, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to not be good. And they're already this good without their best – arguably one of their better players in Jordan Two Morris. Two of their best players. Two, yeah. Ladero has been out all year. Ladero made his return last night. Yeah, he came so, on at like a seven. Yeah, as a up, as a yeah. sub, but yeah, yeah. Um, they've been doing this without. It would, it's good for them now that Ladero's back because he's yeah he is the guy that pulls all the good. strings for them uh, and, and is everywhere for them. So, but yeah, I was admittedly one of those people that thought the Sounders would take a step back. It felt yeah. like they lost some key players, including Jordan Morris, to injury, and I felt like there's no way. Like what they've been in the MLS Cup four out of the last five years there's no way there's no way and they look they look every bit as good as uh as that team as those past teams of course it's super early in the year i will say though seattle usually starts the year out slow and makes starts kicking it in the year in mid-season it's dangerous for the rest of the league if they start out this well so yeah it's hard to tell them how many points or where they'll be at at the end of the year I will say my must watch appointment viewing every week in MLS besides the national TV games, of course, unite to watch um, has been the San Jose earthquakes. Mm-hmm. They, they are incredible to watch uh, blink and you'll miss it type stuff. Uh, I yeah. turned on the game against DC United. We got ice cream. 
or went out to eat, got some ice cream afterwards, came back. The game was getting on. Uh, the game was just right before it kicked off. I turned it on. The game kicked off. Goal in the first minute. So <laughs> blink, blink, literally just blink and you'll miss it with the San Jose Earthquakes. So oh, that's a pretty good young team, too, I think. With uh, yeah, Jackson like Ewell, said, even with Kate Cowell. Cowell, yeah, they're they're must watch if you get a chance to watch the San Jose Earthquakes. Which, if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch them every week. Um, you should absolutely watch the Earthquakes because it's not going to end zero zero. I'll tell you yeah. that that game will have goals whether San Jose gives up three or four or they score three or four. So um, we'll go ahead and roll with that. I think that brings us to I think the segment we've been waiting on Corey. yeah i've been very excited for this segment i have too i've been thinking about it so i got about i got it all written down right here so good luck Ooh. good luck <laughs> i didn't take any notes but I, i've got some <laughs> hey, I'm reference about points this. in my head okay um let me just preface it by saying obviously the nfl draft was this weekend Yes, this isn't is. a football podcast. Actually, it is a football podcast, but not American football. <laughs> um, our Chicago Bears got our guy, Corey. Yeah, they, we're we're back, <laughs> I'm, baby. I'm we are stoked. back. We are I'm, back. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm ready. We got Justin Fields. Um, I, I'm incredibly happy about it. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. just as every Bears fan is yeah. to just feel like we might have a franchise quarterback. Um. So, yeah, we'll preface this by saying that. But me and Corey are going to draft a team of 11 players, best players in the world. Corey, I know I told you we were just going to go with your best 11 you can draft. There has to be one American on your team. I thought oh, about this. okay. All right, that's be, all right. We have to get one American spot in there. And we will roll with that. Let me – actually, I'm going to go to Google, and I'm going to flip a coin. Do you want heads or tails, Corey? uh tails never fails all right here we go it is it's heads so i pick first all right so <laughs> i'm telling you i promise i swear i swear okay heads. okay <laughs> um, uh do you want to set it up to where you pick one i pick two you pick two or is it just one 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 um one? you know we can do that we can it, do that. it don't matter do, it's up to you. one and then two a piece yeah all right so i'm gonna go I kind of didn't want the first pick because I wanted I to see what you were going to do with it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm going to have to go with someone who's going to tear up the world for a decade to come at least and can just tear through any defense as we've seen. I'm going to have to go with uh, Killian Mbappe <sighs> as my first pick. So good I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna pick. start writing down. Let's pull up a document here and start writing yeah. down my picks. But okay, if that was actually one of my picks, which is fine. It's fine. I got some players. If he's not on your draft board, you don't. Then, he was right. my number one. Yeah, actually. Oh, okay. So. All right. We're <laughs> um, thinking the same page then. Yeah. So my good friend Cristiano Ronaldo. Where Ooh. do we play him? In your opinion. Is he a left wing or a striker? He's kind of converted to more of – I mean, it's totally your choice because it's your team. Yeah. Um, he's kind of converted to a striker later in his career, played more central. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. For me, I, I 
I'd probably be striker, but okay. you could right. play him a left wing. That's totally up to you. This kind of it's your. I team, tell you what, so. I have him down as striker too, so I will play him there. So Cristiano Ronaldo is my first pick. Ooh, okay. And well, then go ahead. A next pick will be also at the left wing, and that will be Mister Neymar Junior. Oh, okay, okay. Well, since you are going for some offensive firepower, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some strong defense. Gonna need, and I, I know, Cordy, you, do you know, you know don't who I'm going do with. This. It's no. very clear. Uh, my number two pick is going to be the best center back in the world, Virgil Van Dyke. Is that who you thought I was going with? I know exactly who you're going with next, too. Yep. So, and you know, I really. I really need a guy. You might think I'm going defense again, but I need a guy to control the game in the midfield. So I'm going with Kevin De Bruyne in my midfield to run everything. So those are my two picks for this round. Corey, back to you. Oh, Dalton, you're killing me here, man. (laughs) All right. So I have to make up some ground in the defensive side. So I will go with possibly the second best center back in the league or in the world and that's Sergio Ramos all right one of my idols growing up the amount of highlight tapes I've seen of him growing up has been amazing and then I will also take one of your favorite players Mm. and I have been a little critical of him but he fits my team perfectly and that is Mr. Trent Alexander Arnold at right back that one hurts letting him get away, but that's, okay. <laughs> that's all right. We will, uh, we'll, we'll make it work here. So, um, I got to think of how I'm trying to do this here. All right. So I've got an attacking midfielder in De Bruyne. I'm going to have to start building some more of my midfield here. I'm thinking, thinking of a, what kind of defensive mid I want in there. So along those lines, I'm going to go, I'm going to have Casemiro as my center defensive mid. Underrated, I think. Yep, Um, I agree. The the guy's everywhere in the midfield, kind of like in Golo Conte. But I want Casemiro just because he's a bigger, more physical guy. So Mm -hmm. I'm going him. And um, I feel like I should have to round out my feel like I should get another center back. There's so many young ones that I'm trying to, that I can pick from here. You know, I'm going to go, do I go with age and experience or do I go with young and hopeful? You know, I'm going to go experience. I'm going to go Kulabali. Oh, Dalton, come on. What are we doing? And Van Dyke in the with my as my center back pairing oh you took my center back pairing i mean that is absolutely crazy all right i don't know i'm in shambles right now i have no idea where i'm going i I throw wrenches into these hey that's the draft baby you know yep that's how it be you know you gotta trade up and get your justin fields i will trade you anyone for cool ball or van dyke (laughs) (laughs) um all right, I'm trying to think of how I want to do this right now. Do I take 
do I take defense and round it out or do I start building my midfield? I think I'm going to cover both. So I will go one of the most exciting young players, I think, right now in the world at left back, Mr. Alfonso Davies. He was one of my considerations, obviously. Yes, he is getting popped in at left back for me. All right. And then to build my midfield and to cover, this is going to be a very controversial pick here, but I will go Mr. On Fire, Weston McKinney at center mid. There's the American for you. Yep, I got my American At least one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, so you took McKinney and uh, Davies. Okay, um, <clears throat> I think – so I know I can get – there's certain guys I know I can get later in this because – Yeah, that's the best part, yeah. I have one written down where I will um, probably be my last pick. Yeah, I, there's some guys I can save for this. I'm trying to think of what you still need. Oh, you need a midfield. Yeah. So I can absolutely take another midfielder. Um, okay, so I'm going – I'm going to go back to the midfield – there's a couple guys I have high. I'm debating between a few guys. Um, there's, gosh, I mean, you could literally just plug in Real Madrid's midfield. That'd be one. Yeah, that's uh, that's, what was, that's what um, I was going to do. So, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, and maybe people haven't appreciated him as much this year. I'm gonna go uh, with Tiago. As to round out my midfield. Okay. All right. Again, maybe not as appreciated as yeah. he should be this year, but the dude can pass like no other. So if you have him and De Bruyne together, uh, it's I'll dominate possession. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So. I'm a counterattacking team. <laughs> and so with that'll go. I'll go Tiago there, and I'm gonna start having to get some more attackers here. <laughs> so. I, st- I only have Mbappe up top. Let me think. There's still some very, very good, very good talent out there for some wingers, possibly. Uh, you know, I have. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go. I can't believe he's still on the board. I can't believe he's still on the board. I'm gonna go Messi. Dang it! That was my next pick. I was yep. hoping you weren't gonna pick him. Yep. So I got Messi on the right side with Mbappe up top. Okay. I like that. I like that. I was hoping to sneak in a little Ronaldo and Messi action, but mm-hmm. okay, that's all right. I still got some players. So I need a winger, two mids, a center back, and a goalie. So I'm going to take my midfielder before you do, and that is Mr. Underrated, one of the best center mids I think I've seen in the last probably five years collectively, and that is Tony Cruz. Oh, yep. He is. Trust me, as a Liverpool fan, I saw what he can do. Yeah, he is one of the best players I've seen in the last five years. And he doesn't get talked about nearly as much, but he is just unbelievable. Yep. And to round out my defense, a sleeper pick. Not really, obviously, who I wanted first, but I will take him. And that is... Paris Saint Germain center back Marquinhos. Go Marquinhos. Okay. Go Marquinhos. Another one probably doesn't get enough praise for how consistent he's yeah. been. He's been consistent. Uh, he's like he's this younger for than many people years. think too. Yeah, he is. 
I don't, I'm trying to think of his exact age right now because I looked it up the other day during the PSG game, and I was like, this guy is – I think yeah. he's – I want to say he's like 20 – 23. 26. Yeah, okay, 26. 26. I would think he's like 28, 29. So he's got a lot of years left for him. All right, so I'm trying – I've got um, – I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to go ahead and take, I might try to finish out my attack. Do I try to finish out my attack or do I bring in some left and right backs? Tough decisions. Notice how no one took Paul Pogba in the midfield. You know, I'm saying. You know <laughs> if you were taking Tony Cruz, I was going to take Paul Pogba. Okay, as okay. much as he probably has declined in performance, he is still one of the most creative players ever. So. Yeah. He, he was incredible. he was on my list, but I had to take Cruz before him. You know, I don't need to take you have your attack filled out, so I can wait on that. I can wait on my left wing. I can wait on that. I'm gonna go ahead and go. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go for for my goalie. I'm gonna go ahead and go Ooh. Allison. Nice pick. So I'm gonna go. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go away from him. There's no, pretty much three I, top I goalies in the him. world. Pretty much three top goalies in the world that are pretty much maybe four or five that you can choose any of them and you're, and you're good. So I'm going with mine, I'm going Allison. And I want to go ahead and pick my American next at my right back. I'm going Serginho Dest. Ooh. Wow. That is, that almost seems un-American by us that we didn't pick Mr. Captain America himself. I know. I, I still but, have a spot open by yeah, the way. I, I do still too. Have that spot open. I do too. I, I might flirt with taking them, but I just don't think I can because I have to stick to my roots. And at Cam, I have to pick Mr. Penalty Goal Scoring <laughs> Machine, best player on Manchester United this year, one of the best chancers we had in the last five years, the next. Cristiano Ronaldo from Manchester oh, United. On. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can go on and on about this late pick of Mr. Bruno Fernandes. There you go. Cam. Or as Derek Ray says, Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes. And then rounding out my attack, because I still need a right wing, I will stab you right in the chest oh, with the it. Egyptian <laughs> king himself. Yep. Mo Salah. Good pick. It's a good pick. Trust me. <laughs> so what are you I'm, is that I'm 10 happy. of your players is uh that, yeah i just need a goalie now so you need, okay all right so i've got i got left back that one's easy andy robertson um okay. that one's an easy one for me uh he was my top one and you picked davies so my top one is still out there and uh, my last pick my very last pick it's got to be i'm playing a 4-3-3 is what i'm envisioning yeah, here same with here. the way i've drafted this team so i need a left wing I'm I'm down to like two and I cannot pick between them. <laughs> I'm gonna on my sheet. I'm gonna circle which one you're gonna take here. Okay, I think I've got my decision. Okay, you think you know who it is? I already know who it is. Hin Min Son on. Oh, I was not even Tottenham close. <laughs> from Tottenham Hotspur, okay. I think. He is an incredible player, obviously. So he rounds out my 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 eleven, my starting eleven. Who did who did you think I was taking? I mean, I thought you were gonna stay loyal for your boy Sadio. <laughs> Trust me, if we're on form of how yeah. it's been lately, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't blame you. Um, so yep, I'm gonna go Hinmin Son, 
and your pick of goalie. And that is Mr. Jan Oblak, Atletico Madrid, one of the better, if not arguably the best goalkeeper. Yeah, like I said, there's like there's Ederson, Allison, Oblak, Neuer, Stegen. There's Stegen. Those five are, I think, just on a different level. So, all right. So we've got our 11s. You want to go over it? Well, let's go through them and we can talk about what we (laughs) wanted in the draft. Okay. So I got, we'll do both our goalies and just work our way up the field. Yeah. So, of course, I have Allison at my goalie. I have Oblak. So, all right. Pretty solid. So from left to right in my defense, I have Andy Robertson, Virgil van Dyke, Koulibaly, and Serginho Dest on the right. Uh, yeah, your center back pairing is probably one of the best, if not the best pairing you could have. Uh, yeah. Koulibaly was my second. I wanted van Dyke and Ramos. So I can't really complain about that. Uh, for my team, I have uh, Alfonso Davies. Uh, Marquinhos, Sergio Ramos, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, All right. And then in my midfield, I have Casemiro playing more of a defensive mid role, and then De Bruyne and Thiago playing the other two midfield positions. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh, I'm also a 4-3-3, but I have more of two just regular center mids, and I have Cruz. Weston McKinney and Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. And then the attacks. I have Hinman Son on my left. Mbappe right up the middle, tearing through that defense that has no chance against him. And uh Lionel Messi on yeah. the right. So I was pretty, I was holding on to Lionel Messi. I was holding on. I was saying, Oh, I'll sneak him in. I'll be one of the steals of the draft. And just picked them right before I was going to, but yeah. I will also, I will still take a attacker at Neymar, Ronaldo and Mo Salah. And I am very happy with that. I will say I would have, uh, if Messi wasn't on the board, Salah was obviously my right wing pick. Mm-hmm. I was hoping um, you would take him. I wanted Neymar early. Um, yeah. I wanted, uh, you, it's a good thing you took him where you did. Cause I probably would have paired Mbappe with Neymar. Mm-hmm. uh to to go with that so i'm very happy i got van dyke i knew i had to take him early i know <laughs> so... i was hoping you were i was hoping you were gonna fill out your entire attacking uh players and then i could just sneak in with probably the best center back pairing that's why i kind of wanted to go first i was gonna pick mbappe first and then yep van dyke and ramos but it's just the way it goes yeah, I couldn't leave. I could not leave De Bruyne on the board for long. I knew that. Too. I know he was my um, first one, but I was happy with Fernandez. So I was like, I'll let you have him. Yeah, that works out. So yeah. I, I think I'm going to try to put these on a graphic and I'm going to try to try to get them out there. So yeah. <laughs> I guess you get it on a graphic, team. vote on uh, Twitter, see who gets the best. We get what Brighton team Knights. wins. I, I think mm-hmm. I have the better team here. I got to be honest, Corey. You know, I think my to, team. I'm going to have to disagree, you know, I think. I mean, I play through the wings and you're done for. I mean, I have Davies and Alexander Arnold. Sorry, right mid Alexander Arnold. So oh, going hard like oh. that. Huh? I mean, uh, I'm just saying, I think I got you beat. All right. Hey, if you can get the ball from Tiago and DeBruyne <laughs> passing in the midfield. Uh, so they'll, they'll cough it up before I have to do anything. So and, right. and Mbappe streaking behind your defense. So. I, mean, I have a bully on my team in Weston oh, yeah. McKinney, so he'll just bully you off the ball. 
Yeah, you think. You think. <laughs> My team will run him around like crazy. Yeah, that's, run that's around like also. a chicken with his head cough. He won't know that what's going true. on. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not wrong. So, <laughs> we will. Uh, that's a good spot to wrap it up. And uh, we'll, we'll probably hit it up again next week. Uh, so, but thanks for joining us on uh, this episode of the Soccer Academy. Make sure you vote on this because I think I have the better team, 100%. Not a chance. It's not a chance. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. Samina, mina, eh, eh, waka, waka.